Hey there, and welcome back to A Conversation for One. And uh, if you're listening for the first time, thanks for coming by. So yeah, um, if you've been following my Instagram or my Twitter account, I've um, I've been meaning to do a Tron episode for a while, and I I have yeah I have been working on it. I really have, but it's a uh, it's a it's a it's uh, it's definitely an episode that is like super near and dear to me like i am obsessed with tron and i really want to get it right and because of that i just well because of that and like life let's who who's kidding who uh, i just haven't been able to finish it um but thinking of tron there's always one topic not even a topic. It's always a movie that it just kind of goes hand in hand um, when I'm thinking about it. And that's definitely uh, 1984's The Last Starfighter. So for this little episode, as I said, I have been working really hard. And this Tron episode is going to come out soon. If not like the next day, it's going to come out at least before Thursday. But yeah, this film, without exaggerating even slightly could 100% be called a perfect 80s film. This 1984 space opera is like if Star Wars and Tron, as you'll soon hear, and basically like that arcade vibe of the 80s kind of had like a beautiful baby angel. Uh, This film has the distinction of containing one of the best, like top Creme of the Creme, mm, delicious uh, theme songs uh, slash kind of like scores known to man. Just just give this, I can't play it, copyright and such, but just give it a little taste. I swear to God, you'll feel like you can do anything. Um, I can't say how many essays actually, like in my day, like probably within like the four, yeah, within like the four years of university and like just some freelance like articles that I've wrote, I've definitely listened to like <laughs> the last Starfighter theme song, like just spitballing here, like let's say like twenty times, like for twenty essays. God knows how many how many times, like just to just writing them. Anyways, so yeah, sit back, relax, and enjoy a little mini episode or mini sode. I think I'm gonna call them mini sodes. I kind of like how that that little ring to that of. The Last Starfighter. You stand between us and the black terror of the Kodash. For every Earthling who's ever dreamed of adventures beyond the stars, comes the astonishing story of one who made it. Alex? Hi, Max. Alex Rogan is the last starfighter rated pg now it's select the so before i jump right into basically a play-by-play of this this whole story it's important to note a few cool key facts um so this film was directed by nick castle which if you don't know which i'm assuming a large majority of you probably won't is actually the guy the man the legend if you will who portrayed michael myers like yeah, Michael Myers, um, in the OG Halloween nineteen nineteen seventy eight, I believe it's seventy eight. Yeah, it turns out this guy is actually like a really good friend with John Carpenter, which if you don't know John Carpenter, oh, 
you know what, that'll be an episode. Just give a quick wiki for John Carpenter and you're gonna be like, how did I not know? He's brilliant. So, Last Starfighter. This film, along with Tron, has the distinction of being one of the earliest uses of extensive CGI. Hmm, pretty cool, huh? And this film is one of the first to use said CGI to show real life objects. So not just like a, a skeleton emerging from the grave or some sort of like creature or a computer, whatever. This is like a, an actual like ship or a car or a gun. These things were actually um, portrayed using CGI. And Gene Siskel of Siskel and Ebert, yeah. Gene Siskel included this film in his list of quote unquote, this is what the list is called, guilty pleasures. He stated, sure, it's kind of a Star Wars ripoff, but it's the best one. And I honestly could not agree more. As we get into this, like, it's less Tron. It's less Tron-y than anything. It's far more Star Wars-y. If we want to get super uh, like correct with the terms, I'll just add an E at the end. So yeah, it's definitely far more Star Wars-y than it is um, Tron-y, if that's acceptable. Anywho, so one of the last things, I know learning something on this podcast is crazy. So between July 2015 to just recently, like April of 2018, there's been multiple reports and talk of either A, rebooting the series, B, um, making like a TV, a TV, like I have an accent, I don't know, making a TV like sequel or spinoff uh, program, or even making like a sequel. You know how everything is like a retcon sequel these days. That's been like the buzz for the last like three years. Yeah, that's actually been a thing. And apparently, um, even Mr. Spielberg has been like, hey, you mind if I try my hand at this? And I don't know if it's Nick Castle or the gentleman who wrote this, which I don't have the fact for, classic me. Uh, they're like, no, no, we're not letting you do that. Not even Mr. Spielberg. But anyways, on to the actual film. Um, so without giving a play-by-play -play exactly verbatim, I will be, um, I will definitely be telling the best parts and giving a pretty good summary, not exactly a play-by-play, -play, but a summary nonetheless of what actually is going on in this movie. So yeah, let this just serve as a giant mega super spoiler. Yeah, this is a spoiler warning. I don't know. I don't know why I made it so prolonged. It's just, yeah, it's a spoiler warning. So if anyone's interested in this movie, and honestly, um, trust me that this movie has superb, great moments, and the vibe is, oh, beautiful, and it's overall, like, super memorable. Like I said right at the beginning, it is not quintessential, because some people have different tastes, but it is basically like a perfect 80s movie like it's got all of the cliches the music the sound the effects it's all on point um and because of that it's super memorable like a, you watch this once just once you'll even if you don't remember a lot of like key things you'll be like oh no i saw the last starfighter so go check it out okay and uh come listen to this when you're done and with that here we go so movie opens it's running for a bit after establishing our atmosphere and learning who alex rogan 
pretty like solid like american boy kind of name he's our protagonist so we learn who he is we're soon seeing alex crush and i mean crush the community's arcade cabinet like you know the trailer park community that has this like top of the line i don't know like almost <laughs> like <laughs> Like excuse like the expression but almost like alien technology um for 1984 so fun things to note there aside from it like i said being oh actually i didn't say this so aside from it being absolutely ridiculous that everyone's crowding him like cheering as if like canada's beating russia in a hockey game or i don't even know what to compare this to it'd be like they're cheering as if like boston was still in their like their curse and they were beating the yankees or something so they're like cheering and kissing anyways like i was saying the actual footage of this game looks incredible and actually while doing research which obviously this makes sense i don't know why i was like whoa like super surprised this was made by an s um s like a special effects house and like honestly like give it a look like give there it's like perfect 3d models um like when alex is moving like the joystick like the whole like the the vision basically of like the the pov there we go come on tyler the pov like looking at the ship it's doing like a perfect like 360 like circling around up and down not just like a like a up and down left right axis it's like going complete around like when you're watching this like with just an empty brain you're like yeah obviously like they look, the graphics look like shit but look at it again and look up like arcade games that were out in 1984. You're like, okay, so this somehow this run down like shithole, sure, nice people, but shithole community like has this like top of the line game and they're just like, oh, this old piece of shit. I don't know. Anyways, I thought that was kind of fun. Uh, yeah, so you see all that. And then my favorite, the, um, the over... Um, I don't even know what the term for that would be, but he's just basically like a caricature kind of character. Is He's like, you're going to bust a record. That line, and this is, without, this is without exaggerating, has been in my life far longer than I'd like to admit. Once in a while, I'll be doing something, like even just recently playing Spider-Man PS4, I'll be doing something, and in my head, I, I've regressed, like I've, not even that's probably a progress i haven't I've, i haven't not been saying it out loud but in my head i have you gonna bust a record so i'm not like super proud of that but i mean when it, where else was i going to share that kind of tidbit shitty information also really sorry for the cursing here i didn't realize that i cursed as much as i do like i don't have these episodes flagged like none of these are flagged for being um what's the term like with for bad language like none of these are marked and yet here and there i let a few slip and it's it's not the best thing to do explicit sorry i had to pause it there for a second uh somebody was talking to me for a sec but yeah explicit is that term so anyways you know what let's just jump right back into it and hopefully i can edit this out but if not you're just gonna hear a really choppy part and i'm sorry about that okay so we learned about alex what else happened? Right. So we get that over-the-top celebration, and then we meet Centauri, who's like this old guy who literally just makes old space puns. And you know what? He's like kind of like, like I don't want to be old, but if I was going to be old, I definitely want to be like this guy. He's got like the charm. He's slick. You know, he's kind of got that class act. 
it's not really important. It doesn't really add anything to the story. He's basically just like this elder guy, like, oh, hey, so you know that like, like air quote unquote um, shit game that's over there that you just mastered? That's actually my creation and I'm an alien and so we need you. And so like basically this whole thing, this whole thing, this kid's just been playing this game and everybody's like terrible at it, but because he's so good, they're gonna fly him up to space and he's like, I'm getting ahead of myself here. So we meet Centauri, who honestly, it's like, it's almost like the DeLoreans, like not cousin, but like, it's like a DeLorean like on steroids. It's like an old term, but this car, wow. It, it doesn't look like, honestly, honestly, it doesn't look like it would ever drive, but it is probably the raddest car you've seen in an 80s movie. So Alex arrives at Starfighter Command and he meets like the native race. Like I'm assuming they're a native race. I like, you know, you never know. They could be androids, but they're native. Not native. They're not native. I shouldn't say it like it's like concrete, but like in this base, there's like hundreds of these people. So there's only a, like a minority of the other creatures and alien races. So I'm assuming that wherever Starfighter Command is, that's their native planet. What I'm getting to, oh my God, like just spit it out, man. These people have some of the weirdest hairlines. Like I'm talking weird. Like when I was like watching through this again, just to like, you know, jot some notes and stuff. At first I was like, oh, these people like are all bald, like even the women. But as I was looking at it more, it's all like quaffed and feathered in a certain way. And it's just, you know, it's not like I want it, but like, I mean, you know, if like that was my choice, I mean, I'd be okay with it. Um, right. And it's kind of right around here. The film gets like very, as I've said before, the Star Wars-y. So with just like, yeah. Yeah, basically, yeah. So with um, Alex getting there, you're seeing like all of these like alien races. Um, they're all in the starfighter garb, and they're like, you know, they're getting briefed on what the um, basically what the starfighter command is going to do against Zer and the Kodan Armada, which is the bad guys. And you know, you've seen this movie, and if you haven't, then now you just you know now. So Zer and his cronies are the bad guys here, and so they're all getting briefed on this. And you're seeing all these like creatures. It's kind of like a, akin to like in A New Hope um, when you're seeing all these c creatures for the first time. Some of them look good, but a, a lot of them don't. So yeah, just take that for what it is. It's, uh, you know, it's uh, it's right in like the Star Wars-y period. So everybody's got to have a lot of different aliens. It can't all just be kind of human looking. You can't take the Star Trek route unfortunately and uh yeah but anyways they do do something i like um which not a whole heck of a lot of movies do even now in today's standards like alex points out he's like um so how come like you guys are all speaking english slash like how do you guys all understand english like if you're in this far out part of the galaxy like why would you have like primitive monkey speak he doesn't say that but that's basically and they're like oh no like basically I can't, actually you know what i can't remember but like i can't remember if they gave him a device did they give him a device or, or do they all have a device it's basically like 
all speak from like Thor or like not Thor. What was it? Guardians of the Galaxy. So basically, it's like yeah, anything you hear is gonna be English to you, and like anything like lip clop over here hears, it's gonna sound like lip clop. So obviously, they didn't say lip clop, but you get what I mean. So yeah, without dragging this along anymore, we get kind of like a classic moment, you know, like a a Rocky on top of the stairs, or I don't know, like a Terminator. Um, I'll be back, you know, like something a moment like that, like the whole movie could be like unreal, but you get like that moment that's probably going to stick out. Obviously, none of these moments in this film are going to be as like cinematic as those moments I just referenced. But basically, once they give the speech, they're like, you know what, we need you to kill these Kodan Amara guys. And they're like, yeah. And then they all start chanting, victory or death. And they chant it again and again and again. And you're like, I'm like, I'm in this shit. Like, I'm feeling this. Like, yeah, let's get them. You're just like watching and like your underwear eating popcorn. I mean, that's probably how I would be watching it. And you're, you're basically like, let's get in this starfighter. Let's do this. Basically, yeah. So that was kind of a cool cool thing they all start screaming victory or death and they're like yeah let's do this thing and alex is like "Mm, no like i'm not feeling this really like i really just like the arcade like yeah that's the thing he's basically like the most relatable character in the fact that he's like say like a few more times like honestly tyler but basically he is of the mindset that he's like i don't know what i'm gonna do with my life and i'm just kind of floating around and what's happening right so when they're like here's this chance he's like "Mm, it's a little too much like i was just hoping for maybe like um a town job or you know a career like at a desk and instead now he's gonna be like a spaceship pilot like and just basically hey you wanted something new come leave your planet your galaxy forever i don't know like i pretty sure like every like kid would be like yeah but once you're not a kid anymore like no so he goes home and yeah he's he's home he's like "Mm, not feeling this and this is where it gets star warsy again (laughs) every single starfighter that he had just met is like killed by a saboteur who was like in the command so they're literally all killed every single one of them boom 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 boom, dead and uh this is right after he leaves conveniently so you know the movie's title the last so yeah and now only him uh this young and inexperienced um human-esque character um can stop zur and the kodan armana and if this isn't ringing familiar you know like the uh the inexperienced youthful human type who is the last of his kind to defeat the darkness right you're getting where i'm going here he's so and then he's paired with the hardened and experienced vet you know sounds like something that disney bought and has been running into the ground recently called star wars but that vet this vet is one of the best one of the best characters in anything we meet grig grig is like this <laughs> without getting ahead of myself here because like there's just like a lot of funny parts he's kind of like this 
well, he's humanoid in the fact that his body shape is a human and is clearly a man and like prosthetics. But it's like this like lizard looking man. He's got like like leathery looking skin. And it's uh, it's all kind of like a hardened shell uh, over his face. <laughs> he like shows Alex like a wallet and it's like all of his grandkids like boop, 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 like that. It's just like all of the pictures are falling down and he's just he's got this laugh. I don't know. See if I can add the laugh in here without like flagging anything. Star Navigator First Class Greek, got your service, sir. <laughs> Basically, Greek is the character. He is like the one character you're going to remember. Like, Alex has got a cool name, and you're like, oh, I remember. But Greg, once you watch this movie, is like the standout star of the show. Um, oh, right. And of course, the ship they get is the advanced prototype that hadn't been used. So again, like a weapon that, you know, nobody's had their hands on, and it's going to, of course, overpower everybody. Blah, 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 blah. So yeah. Um, Centauri dies, spoiler, uh, saving Alex. And Alex is like, all right, let's do this. Like, let's win this thing. So it's him and Greg, and they've got one ship to destroy everything. Now, I don't want this to sound like I'm exactly just like ripping apart Star Wars, or not even ripping apart Star Wars so much that I'm ripping apart this film, comparing it to Star Wars, because in all honesty, I had never ever compared this film to Star Wars when I first watched it, but it becomes... Um, abundantly clear that they borrow extensively from this that being said like aside from a couple like tricks and tropes with like props and like storytelling this film couldn't be any further apart from star wars um but yeah you'll definitely see some stuff when you're watching it uh, let's move forward to what we really want to talk about and that's greg alex's kind of last minute mentor he is actually featured right on the, the like the original theatrical poster like i was thinking like man they should have showcased him a little more and i just kind of looked on here i browsed while um i was recording this and i was like no he's actually a bigger image than our main hero um so that just goes to show how important grig is Apart from like talking like an old British aristocratic general, which is honestly just another notch to add to why he's fantastic. Um, he has this laugh, which I know I mentioned and I found it here. So I'm going to try and put that in. Star Navigator First Class Greek, got your service, sir. <laughs> Hi, I'm Alex Rogan. <laughs> That's the spirit! Oh, it is her maiden voyage. <laughs> you did it! <laughs> and, uh... <laughs> um... Yeah, Grig is incredible. And without going on and on about how this movie ends, because obviously there's a space battle and, you know, I'm not going to actually give away how the movie ends. Um, if you've seen it, you know, and if you've followed me this far, I'm sure you'd want to see how it ends. Uh, and if you haven't seen it and you just listen to all these spoilers, I'm sure you're going to want to see it. I will say this, though, before I like dive into a little bit of uh, what I would have wanted to have seen from the movie or moving forward. 
the actual ending could not be like more not like relaxed but it's just like everybody there is so um mellow about everything that's happening um like without giving away the context like a spaceship lands in this like in the little not dreary but little low-end uh mobile village and everybody's just like oh this is great okay like nobody's freaking out that there's a goddamn spaceship in 1984 like everybody's just like oh look there's an alien here's another alien oh you know he's just gonna go to space and all that stuff i was like if realistically like i get it like they probably like let's wrap this thing up like on the production side but if they were actually looking at this like people would be like oh my god like losing their mind like even today if you just saw oh there's somebody we knew or here's just a spaceship like you would be freaking out freaking out um but yeah just keep that in mind so just real quick um there is um I think there's a couple fan videos. There's a couple video games uh, for the Atari, I believe, 2600. And of course, if you really like this, I don't think it's actually a sequel so much as it's like um, it's like a further developed um, adaptation of this movie. It could be the movie or the script. It might be a sequel. Honestly, I should really look this up. But Marvel Comics did like a 12 issue run of the last starfighter and i don't think there's a trade paperback but you should be able to find a couple if not completely scanned online then at least i would say ebay ebay would probably have them yeah you could easily find those and moving forward um i don't think i would have changed anything so much um just maybe the fact that um some of the stuff is pretty hokey yeah, I mean, for a sequel, I would have loved to have seen so much, you know, what happens to Greg, what happens to Alex, do they form a new um, Starfighter Command, are there more recruits, um, do they come back to Earth, do people come to Earth, you know, like, they had the bounty hunters, yeah, stuff like that, I would wonder, um, like, if they're going to do a reboot, I would hope that they don't have, like, what they're going to do with Top Gun, what they did with Rocky, where they have basically like Alex would be like training like some new kid who's like the one I it's overdone I think rather what it would be what would be more beneficial would have like more like a tribute to him like Alex like either a died defending the um the starfighter command from some other unknown force or like a twist ending like this kid like looks up to the legacy he's left behind and then finds out that actually alex is the one who who is like the antagonist i think that would be probably ideal but yeah the movie is kind of classic in its own right so there's not too much i would actually change um maybe an update like a george lucas update but um not even no god no not a george lucas update what am i even saying no more like a star trek update just update some of the graphics but keep it all the same i think that would probably be like the best for the film but yeah um just real quick before i wrap up um speaking of comics um i just want to give 
um, a shout out and my deepest sympathies to the passing of the great uh, Stan Lee today. Um, Stan Lee uh, passed away today, November 12th, at the ripe old age of 95. Um, I can't even begin to describe like what that man has done for my life from giving us like greats like Spider-Man, like my childhood favorite since at least I was four or five, all the way till now, age 25. Um, truly a treasure. And from what I understand, I never went to any cons or anything like that, but he was apparently an absolute treasure of a man, um, just the nicest person, um, went out of his way always um, to sign and stuff and to greet fans. Apparently he was just an absolute treasure uh, from what I've seen from interviews and even just seeing his cameos throughout all of the Marvel films. And he covered like almost all of them, even if he had no part of it. He was just always, it seemed like he was just a, a blast because he just seemed so fun in all of those. Um, having never met the man, I'm still deeply touched and saddened of his passing and um, just, uh, yeah. It's truly a sad loss. Um, if there's any um, foundations that are going out or charities that he supported, I'll uh, make sure to look for those and to potentially tag those in this um, episode when it goes up. Um, but yeah, just uh, a salute to a passing legend. Uh, we'll miss you, Stan. Yeah, and that um, it's kind of a sad note to end on. Um, but I think that just about does it for this little minisode of A Conversation for One. This episode, this minisode rather, was uh, produced by me, uh, Tyler Horlings, and as always produced by the excellent Victoria Chubb. Um, make sure to follow me on um, ACFO Podcast on both Instagram and Twitter. And uh, yeah, look for me on uh, iTunes, um, SoundCloud, and Google Play Music. So yeah, next week maybe just maybe you can look forward to uh something special something i've been working on for a while something a little like tron hey who's that guy that's tron he fights for the users Tron. Yes.